Hey everyone, and welcome to 121 Overload. I am Peter, that is Matt, and we talk about movies on this show. Specifically, this is a, a once-a-month movie show that we do. Uh, it's a voted-for episode by our patrons over at patreon.com slash TV. And the whole idea is, is that I pick a movie I love, Matt picks a movie he loves. We possibly might try and pick something the other person will also hate. I mean, not always, admittedly, though. I don't think I did mm-hmm. this time, but... no. Um, so, yeah, so we each have a pick, and then those two go up for vote, our patrons vote on them, and the winner uh, gets done. So they, they vote through all last month, and then the winner of that we do this month, and the winner of that vote was, uh, oh, you say it, because you say it the proper way. I always just say diabolic. Uh, so, yeah, Le Diabolique. There you go. Yeah, and I know zero French, I just have heard it enough. So, uh, this is a, a movie that's been on the periphery. Like, I've heard it talked about on various, like, movie TV shows. I was trying to find the right wording for that. So, you know, like, when they count down, like, top ten gripping oh, thrillers. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Or whatever. Or, like, uh, top five horror movies or picks by this director. Yeah. This one tends to pop up. There's a lot of crossover. Uh, yet, it never seen it, despite me seeing a... Huge portion of Hitchcock's films of about the same time. You think I eventually would have stumbled upon it, but yeah, yeah. Uh, so we'll start spoiler free, which you know, I mean, it might seem like this is from 1955. Why are you start doing a spoiler free? Because well, you might not have seen it, you might not know what it's about, and I feel like this one specifically, it's worth yep. not knowing where it goes. It is yeah. very much worth it. It's it's kind of like Psycho in that way, to where mm. it, it's kind of hard with Psycho because Psycho is pretty fact, ubiquitous. This might be the only movie I have ever seen where at the end there's a there's a card saying don't spoil this for your friends. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Seriously, and it comes good. up at the end saying that's that. 1955. Like that's insane. That's like 60 what 62 years ago. I'm terrible at math. But yeah, yeah. Look at that. Nailed it. But what I love about that though is is the modern day equivalent would be hey don't be a bunch of dicks and post the ending on Twitter. <laughs> That would yeah. be the, that'd be the new yeah. equivalent of it. Well, so I remember kind of that with Split. There was there was kind mm. of, but everyone did the opposite, uh, and that's what made me go see it. Was finding out about the ending there. So, um, but yeah, that was that was really fun. That when you got to the end of this, there was a thing like, "Hey, tell your friends to see it, but don't tell them the ending." Yeah, like, that's pretty fun marketing. Yeah, so and obviously it's counting on word of mouth and all that. So if it wasn't clear, mm-hmm. I don't know if I made it actually clear, but this was my pick uh, from last month yes. uh, that won. So, oh, for one. Yeah. Don't let me down, guys. I, yeah. I need one. Now, fun, technically it's two, but the first one wasn't a vote. You just picked a movie that I liked that you yeah. wanted to watch for some reason. But Yeah, that's uh, why. Because I, I said I was 0 for 2 and you corrected me. So then I went yeah. with the correct one. You still tried to correct me. So oh, no, I'm just Pete making it clear. Is... I'm just making it clear. <laughs> Pete is like Diabol- Diabolique. I can't what, even say it. Which, which, time. which translates as the devils. Uh, or the fiend. Or the fiends. Fiend. Yeah, the fiends, yeah. yeah. Uh, my subtitle so, said the devils, and to be fair, I was watching it on the Criterion, so I mean, it's it's not it's not some cheap knockoff no. copy. It's this the best of the well, best. The, that's the fun with words that have synonyms. Like yeah. they can, I mean, diabolical is right there. Like this is probably the root for diabolical. Yeah, probably. Yeah, you know, but yeah. So guys, we missed out on making Pete watch a uh, Tim Burton movie. So yes. good on you for that one. So. The the people spoke and they spoke with intelligence and compassion. That's what happened. 
Yeah, but Big Fish is such a good movie. Well, now I'll never know. Now I'll never know. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Okay, Uh, so what is uh, Diabolic about, or Diabolique, if uh, I'm I'm trying to do the the, the posh pronunciation? Um, So the spoiler-free version of the synopsis is that it is about... Two two women, uh, one who is the the wife of the school principal and one who is the mistress of the school principal, and they team up because they both <laughs> hate him. friends. It's such a French thing. Like, well, to be fair, I think they've bonded over how awful the uh, the guy is. Yeah, because it it stated that he has other women too, but they mm. don't like those two. I, I feel like they bonded because they both work at the school. Uh, yeah, it's a private both. school for boys, is uh, specifically what, yeah. what it is, and we're coming up on this like long weekend where the, the kids are all going home and going away for vacation, and that's all happening. And they decide to you know plot their plan, and uh, that's is pretty much all I want to say. In spoiler free, the other thing is I want to commend it for this actually is that they never actually just flat out say that they're planning on killing them. They, they never actually no. say that. You just sort of like you get like a little hint of it, and then there's a bit more from context. There's a bit more context, and then they start talking about making sure they've got an alibi. And it's like, and by that yeah. point, you're like, okay, I know what they're going to do, but they they, they didn't just come out and tell me. They they, they let me. Yeah, get you the know they're up to something, but you're not quite sure. So it's like, yeah. I was I was going along the lines of, are they going to finally confront him? Just be like, hey, we're not stupid, you know? Like, and then the fallout from there, and that's what makes it like a, this noir thriller. Is him, you know, on the run or whatever. But no, uh, of course not. It goes into some dark places, as as well a North should, you know. Mm. But it's also not a traditional noir because yeah, it's not really a, it's funny, a dinginess you, to you, it. You're calling it a noir, and I don't know if I would call it that, at least at least in the traditional sense. Yeah, but I mean, there's still a femme fatale. There's still an underbelly aspect going on. Yeah, and, no, sure, sure, yeah. There's definitely some know, of the, the, the things are there, but... but I've seen it pop up on horror uh, lists, and I don't see that at all. I mean, at, at I, worst, I can, it's a thriller. I can kind of... What do you mean, at worst? So, when I say <laughs> at worst, I don't want to say at best, because that makes it seem like it's better that it's a thriller. So, you know what I mean? It still I means wanna... that, though, because now it sounds like you're saying horror's at the bottom of the ladder, thriller's a little bit above it, so at worst, it's a thriller. No, but see... Because there's, to me, there's not a lot of horror elements. Like, there's more suspense. Oh, it yeah. feels definitely more like a Hitchcock. Like, like Psycho is definitely much more of a horror film than a yeah. thriller film to me, compared to this. Where this feels much more of a thriller. This is a yeah. This is a dark thriller. That's that's yeah. How I would class it. It's a dark thriller um, with a fantastic visual style. When things get dark. Uh, the camera starts like it just it starts experimenting with the light in such fun ways with you know shadows across faces, uh, you know dark corridors with the 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 door opening just to give you the little yep. the little beam of light. That's that's the thing I noticed more. I mean, it probably didn't help that when I don't watch some when I watch something that's not in my native language, so in English, I don't really pay attention to the acting and the directing as I know it. You know, so I started to pick up on more of the technical aspects of it. Uh, so that's why I think why I like Inglorious Bastards a little bit more than the rest of the Tarantinos mm. because I was picking up on more of the artistry because a lot of that's in Italian and French. That's, and a, that's interesting. I've never heard someone say that yeah. before. That because it's not in English yeah. uh, or your native language, whatever it may be, it almost yeah. forces you to read the uh, the filmmaking a little bit more because that's kind yeah. of what you're relying on. Uh, obviously, and that might just 
Yeah, that might just be because I went through film school, and you know that that's how I look at things. But like, I don't know if that's the average person's take on that. I know my to, dad. To, hates to be fair, yeah. To be fair, Matt, I think the average person just doesn't like subtitles and wouldn't watch them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I remember taking my dad to see Glorious Bastards, and once he realized there was going to be all the subtitles in a Tarantino movie, he was like, "Yeah, you just let me know when it's over." <laughs> and he kind of cocked out in the theater. Uh, when he can't yeah. pause it and read, he he was kind of out. But yeah. yeah, so I was able to pick up on a lot of the cinematography uh, and even the editing too, but more more so the cinematography with the, yeah, the shadows there's a, there's, and the light. There's the some, way that there's some the, nice the transitions light. just because you mentioned the editing there. There's a, there's yeah. a great this is this is completely spoiler free. There's a there's a moment where someone pushes a big uh, like hamper, a big sort of wooden sort of uh, like a, a wicker basket. Uh, but, yeah, so it's a big wicker sort of. It basically trunk. feels like a weird thing to say because it's yeah it's a trunk yeah it's a big yeah. cubic thing but uh, she throws it down these stairs and it creates this big loud thud but as it does that it actually fades to all these like school kids running down and all set of stairs and it's just it's this nice transition it's just yeah just simple little things like that uh, definitely very good uh, yeah actually I'm a fan of this filmmaker um, uh, I'll just make sure I get his name right uh, Henry Georges uh, Clouseau. Uh, forgive my pronunciation of anything French, but yeah. um, he he's made some fantastic films in his time. Uh, this, along with Wages of Fear, and then The Murderer Lives at 21, uh, are three of the films of his that I've seen, and I've basically loved all three of them. So, so just based off the title, I want to see The Murderer Lives at 21. Yeah, that that's good. I'd probably like say that was the weakest of... of the three, but it's still solid. Yeah. Like, really well, solid. that's just like why I watched Dial In For Murder, just because the title... <laughs> Hooked me. That's you know also what I mean? pretty good, though, to, to be fair. Yeah, yeah, I like Dialing for Murder a lot. But, yeah, sometimes these older movies, just the titles, I feel like we don't have the fun titles anymore. You, like, actually, I'm going to tell you what the plot is of Wages of Fear, because I think you'll want to watch uh-huh. it when I tell you what it is, the premise of it. It's basically these four poor guys are paid to take uh, two trucks across the U.S., the 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 reason why they're getting these poor guys to do it though is because what they're transporting in the back is nitroglycerin, and if they hit a bumpy bit of the road, oh man! Up. So it's so basically pretty sure that movie is tenser than dense. Like, yeah, it's it's basically two hours of we might blow up <laughs> at any point. Yeah. It's it's great stuff, and and they don't know they're transporting. Oh, they do nitro. Oh, they oh, do. They do. They're, they're sweating because if I remember right, there's a point where they get to like a more gravelly kind of bit of road, and they're like, oh, oh no, man. oh no. See that's. <laughs> that's storytelling 101 right yeah. there just like simple premise and you're hooked right there because we understand yeah. whereas you know here in Diablo Week it's a little more mysterious and I don't I don't want to say mysterious but there is because like you you hit it on the first the, 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 the part of the whole point is the mystery of what's going on because even yeah, the first half of the movie you're not really sure what's going on but the first thing is the have... first the first half of the movie is actually more straightforward once it gets going and then the second mm-hmm. half of the movie it gets really mysterious because then you're like you're in the dark that the character because in the first half of the movie the characters know what they're doing and you're just mm-hmm. kind of picking up as you go the second half of the movie the characters don't even know what's going on and you're like what's going right. on and like you're, and you're, you're questioning all these things i don't want to say anymore because it is completely no. spoiler landmine uh so but it, yeah I, I can't recommend it enough i i, I need to go to spoilers like, we need to talk about plot okay but uh i guess i'll say um acting's good from the the three leads um mm-hmm. and uh yeah so oh, good obviously we'll talk about yeah, the and even even the surrounding characters are pretty good there's the I don't know what exactly he was at the school, but he's like the, he's kind of like their butler, I guess. I think they kept calling him the concierge. 
Yeah, yeah. Was super put upon. Yeah, uh, there was a c- couple of teachers, and then there was the groundsman who was there as well. Yeah. There was, you know, there was a few characters around the school, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, so, yeah, and they were kind of like comic relief because it cut to yeah. them like cracking jokes about things, but it would also inform you about because that's how you actually find out for sure who the two leads about, are because they, they yep. one of them cracks a joke. Oh, this is strange. It's like, why, why is the wife and the mistress? you know, mm. off talking to each other, like, you know, so they're used as a sort of way of getting some, you know, exposition out in a kind of a fun sort of tangent way. Uh, yeah. But their reactions to stuff later on are pretty amusing. But yeah, so we're going to spoilers, so full spoilers from this point on uh, for Diabolique. Uh, so, so the first half of the movie, you slowly learn that they're trying to kill the, you know, uh, what's his name? Yeah. Michelle. Uh, that's the principal's yeah. name. They're trying to kill him and you know, they're leaving on vacation for this three-day weekend. They, they go to uh, Nicole, who's the mistress. Uh, she's got like her her place where she's got some tenants, and it's all part of the plan. I, what I like about her plan is that no, no, there's people there who are witnesses that we are there that we went there. Right. And part of the plan involves them not knowing that he shows up because they actually she she makes you know the wife makes a phone call you know Christine and or Christina, and she says, "Oh, I want a divorce," and that angers them. So he's like, I'm coming to see you. I'm coming to see you, goddammit. Yeah. But she knows that he, he'll go out of his way to, to not let anyone know that he's been forced to go and track down his wife. By himself. Yeah. yeah. So it's, it's all it's all yeah. very well played and you can see the pieces all falling into place. Well, also it should be noted too that Christina is, she's frail. Like you see from, mm. from the first time you see her, you kind of hint that she's kind of sickly. You don't yeah. really know she's got a heart what it is. She's yeah. got a heart condition. You feel you like that the right time. And the other big part of her character, of course, is that she's not sure she wants to go through with it. She she has a moral compass. She like she, we find out that she never divorced them because that's a sin. Like she's re- religious right. and she doesn't want to. Hit, hit, and I'm like, what? Well, some murders better? <laughs> like, like yeah. you know, I don't know. Maybe the the Bible's a bit uh, lopsided in its uh, rules there a little bit. But if, yeah. if this is okay, but. Uh, so she she's got the guilty conscience and she's kind of and that's a big part of the movie because once they go through with it she's like guilty and guilty and, and just she, she gets worse and worse as the movie goes on. Yeah, it um, wears her down because you can start seeing her as the movie goes on. She yeah. starts to wear it physically. And I think you know, what she this, moves. What the first chunk of the movie does really well is you, you hear a little bit about the plan. You don't know quite what they're doing yet, and she's like, "No, we can't do this. This is, this is silly. We this is evil. We can't do this." Nicole, she you know she just kind of refuses. And then we get a scene in, in the in the cafeteria when he forces her to swallow this cheap food because he was cheap in buying the food. And he's like, no, swallow it for all the kids. But he has an excuse. He's like, oh, I've got a bad liver. I can't eat that. But you yeah. eat it as an excuse. And then, you know, he's, he's nasty to her. He, you know, it's implied that he, he beats her, things like that. Mm-hmm. Like, he's downright atrocious. He's horrible to the kids. He's just, you know, he's, he's a despicable human being. So every time she starts to get guilty before it happens... He then does something that reignites why she, she reminds wants to do her. it. Yeah, yeah, because that, that's kind of the thing yeah. when they get her back to the room and they've poisoned this, uh, this like wine or whiskey or whatever it is, mm-hmm. and it's on the table. And he goes to take a drink, and she goes to take it away from. Him. She's she's hesitating. She's saying, "No, I don't want to do this." And then he then he ends up hitting her and like you know calling her a dumb yeah. bitch or whatever. And yeah. immediately he goes for another drink, and she just lets it happen. And then she pours him another one, and you can see that the... the, the he, that's what I love about it. The storytelling is so strong that you can see the gears turning in her head as she mm-hmm. decides, no, I'm going to let you do that now. And yep. she does. Uh, and it's a big moment. Yeah, and and I think that is helping, too, that it's in, not in our native language, too, because mm-hmm. we're watching all this go down, and we're, we're having to infer a lot what's going on just by body language. So, at least... 
and I'm speaking for you. I don't know if that was uh, your experience. That's, that's what I, I did. Because uh, the uh, way that she stands towards him, you know, there's there's an on guard to her. Oh, absolutely, you know? yeah. She's she's very yeah. much in that character's mindset the whole time, mm-hmm. and to an extent, so are we. She's kind of the character we're following along yeah. with. She's she's kind of our viewpoint because uh, um, she she seems to be well liked by all the kids, right? Like yeah. Nicole, the mistress. It's like, well, yeah, she's she's a teacher too, but we don't get to know her like we do. Because there's, there's that simple moment at the start where. Uh, she gives the kid out of trouble for drawing in the wall and then he comes out and is like, oh, uh, because of that, no vacation for you, you're in detention over the weekend. And she turns yeah. around and says, oh no, I was just giving him a warning, you don't have to punish him. I was like, what, that makes it okay? Like, Because he did well on a test? No, no, punishment. Yeah. And he walks off. It's just a simple little thing that says she has a bit of a heart, she's a bit compassionate, and then he's like, no, militant, I'm in charge, yeah. you do what you're told. Well, and there's there's the one kid that has to keep standing in the corner, which I thought was a fun little through line. Like, because I don't, I don't want to jump ahead, but that poor kid spends more time in the corner for not <laughs> doing anything, but being in the wrong place at the wrong time. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Well, I mean, he did break a window. Oh, but he did, at the same yeah. time, you know, um, he's actually telling the truth. We don't know this at the time, but, and he gets sent to the corner for lying about it. Well, so I think we speculated it because at, at the time we were not sure, like if, you know, if he's alive or not, we don't know right. for sure. So we're like, oh, maybe he is. Maybe the kid's telling the truth, and that's like, yeah. you know, it's, it's part of the mystery when we get to that part of the movie. Yeah. But yeah, so so she she like lets him drink it, and I think what I love is that this scene when he comes in that room and we know what they're trying to do. This is where the suspense just kicks in. Like from this point on, mm-hmm. the movie's basically suspenseful the entire time. It never lets mm-hmm. up. Because uh, even though before that it's building up to it, but you don't really know enough about what's going on. But when he's in, once he's in the room and she's kind of trying to trick him into drinking it, and from everything there, from from getting the body in the bath and disposing of the body, and uh, again mm-hmm. comic relief, the tenants who are in the the house apparently this bath is louder upstairs for them than it is for you know her next yeah. door and then in the next room because uh, mm-hmm. he's he's up late complaining that he can't get to sleep because they're running yeah. the bath and it's this torrential so- sound. Yeah, so that, that's my one drawback, and it's not, you know, it's it's a movie of its time. They're differently paced. I felt it took a lot to get to the inciting incident here, uh, but I, that's the point, you know what I mean? I just having no idea what this movie was about. Like, again, I knew it was called The Diab- Diabolique. I always stumble on that one. And I know that it's like this noirish, you know, that's drew comparison to Hitchcock. I had no idea what it was about. So here I'm watching, there's this French school stuff going on, there's this bad principal, and I was like, okay, well, when are we getting to the, okay, this slice of life stuff. And it's all very good. It was just yeah, it, a pace it, through me. It's, plant, it's planting the seeds. I don't think I noticed it, at least not this time. I've seen it before. Maybe in a rewatch yeah. you won't, because I think in a rewatch you'll be paying more attention, yeah. especially with yeah. a certain character and looking for maybe mm-hmm. how you read them differently, given looking for tells. the ending. Yeah. Um, but so this all goes down, and like again, she she's like breaking down after the fact. Oh, we can't do this, and they they drive back the next day. She wants to go that night because she's feeling like I want to get this over with. But no, 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 this looks that looks guilty. It looks like there's something up. No, if we go, it's planned tomorrow. We have our alibi. It all makes sense. And they actually mm-hmm. dump the body in the school pool with the expectation that someone else is going to find it. Yeah, and this pool is dingy. It hasn't been taken care of, so it looks more like a pond. Mm. You know. And because that that comes into again the cinematography with the way the light bounces off of the pool, just 
that looks like eerie, you know, because there's this whole scene where they're trying to see if the body's going to pop up from the pool the next day. And they're trying not to get into the water because it's gross. And just they gave the, the whole air onto them. Like, they look dirty, kind of. Yeah, also, I want to point out, actually, the moment for me where it starts getting moody with how it's shot, it's actually mm-hmm. just after he's taken the, the the poison and he's lying in the bed and there's a shot of his head and he's just kind of like this and the, the shadow's yeah. coming down on him. I think from that point on, he looks creepy as hell the rest of the movie. Like, yeah. see, 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 after they drown him and he's just like lying there and his, his hair's kind of dripped down and yeah. he's, he's motionless. It just it looks so good. It looks there's so much like atmosphere and just it's just kind of oozing it, and you're kind of well. He the actor already has a kind of skeletal face, like he has really mm. deep sunk eyes, and he's really gaunt in places. So when he gets drowned, like he definitely looks more like a skeleton. Like it was weird. Like and I don't know if they cast it for that or if that was just you know uh, maybe they did. I, I don't know. Well, place. But yeah, he was good too. Like I believed him as a complete and total jerk. Oh, he's awful. He's the worst. Yeah. Without like, there's sometimes when you see a bad character, you're kind of like, well, maybe we were seeing a bad side of him to drive the story. It's like with this guy, I was like, nah, he's just he's like this through and through. After so, all, remember the title of the movie. So like, yeah, yeah he's fitting the bill. Um, yep. So from that point on, though, like, no one finds the body. They, like, and again, like. Christina is like really feeling guilty. She's feeling like panicking. She's paranoid. It's not good for her heart. She's like looking out the window constantly at the pool. Is someone going to look in there? And there's a great fake out moment where the ground, the groundsman's like, he's, he's over yeah. there with the, the you know the pool rake and he's like he's pulling something in. Oh, he's found yeah. something. Oh no, it's just something else. You know. Yeah. Um. And you know, eventually, of course, they drain the pool and there's nothing there. And yeah, where's the body? I I yelled that, and my wife's like, "You you need to calm down." <laughs> so we're sitting there eating dinner, and I go, "Where's the body?" And yeah, and was... that that's where the the real sort of mystery element comes into it. And because for the rest of the movie, it's kind of like Christina being paranoid. And I like that after a couple of incidents here, Nicole for the first time also shows signs of weakness, signs of paranoia, where she's starting mm-hmm. to get anxious and worry. And what I like about that is it's, especially when you're analysing it from, like, after the ending, it's kind of like, she's doing that because, so, so throughout the movie so far, she's always appeared strong, she's always the one who's, like, sure of what she's, she's doing. She's so confident. Like, yeah. And just the look at her, like, she stands tall and proud, and, you know, you never see him push her around, like, mm. she does. he does to Christina. So, yeah, she's, like, the ringleader in this. And if if she, like... And if, if you know if she's playing her the whole time, and if she wants to get her worried and worried, the idea that she's been so strong and then she starts getting worried—that's almost more of a reason for Christina to get worried. Because oh no, even yep. she's worrying now. Oh, this is real. This is like really bad. Like, mm-hmm. what's going on? And it's at that point on we get starting all these little hints, like uh, the suit that he was wearing shows up from the dry cleaners that arrives. The the little boy says that the principal told him to like uh, you know be you know punished for breaking the window. Uh, right. All these little things and. Uh, there's a body in the newspaper that someone's been found and they think it's yeah, him. She it, goes to the morgue. Yeah, and it's not him. So it's like, what's going on? And this is also where the inspector shows up, too. Who I thought he was another great character. Yeah, because he, he has this thing where he's, he's a retired uh, police mm-hmm. officer. He's he's a, just kind of like, oh, I do this kind of on my own time and if I find something, you can pay me and 
If not, no big deal. But he's been very, uh, and I don't know if that's just a story. Like, I wonder if that he's just saying that to get get her to feel more comfortable to, and yeah, to to let her guard down a little bit. Like, because at at this point, he can tell that she's worried about her husband gone missing, and he even kind of suggests, well, maybe there's some other ladies, and you know, he'll turn back up. Yeah, and she kind of doesn't want to disagree with him, but is like, because she doesn't want to let on too much. But yeah, I thought he was a nice addition at that part of the movie because it added another wrinkle because she has to look like she wants his help but doesn't need him snooping around. So, yeah. Yeah, that's the suspense again because now now there's there's another element uh, mixed into the the, the three. Like, how how does this develop? What's going on? And and you feel it building for Christina the entire movie. Like, at at this point, like, everything just keeps piling. She ends up, you know, getting sick, and the doctor's like, oh, you can't get out of bed. You're staying in bed now. Like, you're just not going anywhere. And Nicole basically flees. And, you know, not not just out of the blue, she talks to her about it. She wants to leave, and she tells Nicole to go. So Nicole disappears. And that kind of leads to the final, like, ten minutes of the movie where, you know, if there's one portion where you can call it a horror movie, it's the final ten minutes. Yeah. And that's, but, but again, like... I don't know if, if just 10 minutes of movie makes it a genre. You know what I mean? Like, oh, that's, that's fair. Yeah, no, that's, that's But it fair. is horrific because once stuff starts going sideways, it's like, oh, what what have I been watching? Because like, it starts off with just this great suspenseful stuff where she sees the light in like, his office on from like across the other window. Mm-hmm. And she's like, wait, what? And she goes looking and it's all these shots of these dark hallways and like just her, the little bit of light creeping through the door. She walks down and... She she like hears someone and we we see the hand and the feet like opening a door and it's this little game of cat and mouse in the shadows and we're not quite sure what's going on and it's just it's really fascinating entertaining stuff. She gets into his office and there's like a hat and gloves next to the typewriter after she's heard it being used. She's heard the typing right. from down the hall and now there's just these gloves sitting there and she you know she she runs back to her her room her bathroom and then she sees him in the in the bath as he was. Uh when he was dead and then yeah. we get one of the most genuinely creepy moments in any movie ever as he slowly stands up like a zombie yeah. uh, in the bath because I, I think genuinely the first time through you're thinking a lot in the second half of this movie is he actually just alive or is this supernatural yeah because one of the kids also they're taking school pictures and they take a group picture and one of the kids gets a hold of it and goes hey look the headmaster's in the window and they're like, oh, no, they can't be. And then they look at it, and it looks kind of like him. You know, it could be misconstrued else. Yeah, And, and of my dog's seeming to agree with me. So, yeah. And yeah. If he is alive, then he was just standing at the window. He, like, he's intentionally right. doing these things. and So he stands up, and Christina has a heart attack. She, her heart finally gives out. We've been here all movie. Yep. She has a weak heart. It finally gives out, and she dies. And once it does, he pops out his contact lenses to make him look more dead. And just steps yep. out of the bath and like you know takes off his jacket and then Nicole shows up and says is it done? And he's like yeah it's done and then they kiss they make uh, they make out passionately and it's like holy shit these are the that's who the title was referring yeah, to yeah it's these two and all of a sudden you look back at the rest of the film and it's like okay the whole thing was to ha- give her a heart attack that was the point it was to and and we we kind of skimmed over why it's she actually owns the school oh yeah she's the rich he one. doesn't yeah yeah and so this was all a scheme. So they could get the school and sell it and go be rich. Because at the end, Christina dies and they're moving all the kids out. Because what I think I love about it so much is, first of all, the moment 
Ace gets out of the bath is great. Then you realise he's been faking it the whole time. He's actually been alive, and it's like whoa! Like that. that the first time I watched it, there was like just such a rush yeah. of like, holy shit, this is what's going on. And then when you find out about Nicole, though, I think that's like that's the linchpin because suddenly yep. she seems more evil than he does. The yep. fact that she's been playing her the whole movie, and that's when I, that's when I was talking about how if she's playing her, her getting worried, her pretending to be scared at a certain point. Is like her twisting the knife. It's like her making sure she's scared, mm-hmm. and like I think obviously the idea that uh, Christina's religious as well. The idea if if these pe- people are literally her devils, and because mm-hmm. it's Nicole's idea to kill him, she tempts her with it. She she dangles yeah. the apple, dangles the forbidden fruit, makes her take mm-hmm. it, and then torments her uh, for doing well, so. And it's you know, and it's the mistress character that's doing this. Yeah, you and, know, like it's it's all. It's all there from the start. You just have to know what to look for. It's, and that's why the twist works so well. Yeah, it's preying on her own beliefs because mm-hmm. she believes it's a sin to do any of this and all of it's reinforced by this like fake like supernatural mystery elements that come after. Yeah. So 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 did you think someone was just messing with them? You know, someone had seen something, had seen them dispose of the body the first time? Or did you really think like this was legit supernatural? He was a undead person running around looking for vengeance i think i think the first time i probably did i probably was thinking supernatural for a while yeah see i was thinking someone had watched them yeah and was gonna take advantage of it you know not not to teach them a lesson per se but to be like well you got in way over your heads and this is what happens with that and then when she had the heart attack i was like oh well clearly he's in on it so oh wait there she is oh was not seeing that coming whatsoever. So. Yeah. It's, it's funny, actually, because watching it now that I've seen it before, um, it actually felt really obvious that she was in on it the whole time. But it didn't the first time. The first time, it genuinely right. didn't. But the second time, looking for it, it really feels that she's playing her the entire time. Like, she, she's yeah. the one, no, well, this is the plan. I'll take you to this place. We'll do this. This is the plan. And it's like... And yeah, then, then it makes sense. Okay, he did give in to that phone call to come and see her really easily. That's why, because he was in on it. It was all part of the plan. Mm-hmm. It's, just, it's really well constructed in that sense. So to sum up the ending, I, I just I want to say it is legitimately one of my favourite endings of like, any movie ever. Yeah, it's solid, for sure. Uh, up till this point, I think Strangers on a Train it was one of my favourite like suspense thrillers, mm. just because you have, you have a carousel scene in there. And it's been a while since I've watched it, so I can't exactly remember the ending right now. But that was a high point. This this is up there next to it, for sure. And what's what's crazy is I did a little research after watching it, and uh, Hitchcock apparently missed out on this, making this by, like, a couple hours. Hmm. He had made the phone call later than Clouseau did. Clouseau? Clouseau, however you pronounce it. It's French. Clouseau. Clouseau. So, so, like, the Pink Panther. Yeah, Inspector Clouseau. But differently. Gotcha. Yeah. At least yeah, I'm just, assuming I'm assuming that anyway, just because I know that name. <laughs> yeah, and it just it's it's funny how I don't know if he was just drawn to the source material because this was a book beforehand, mm. and that's what made it like Hitchcock, or if he would have told it the same way, you know, it's it's one of those big what ifs to me. I, I mean, I, I think could... it still would have been enjoyable, but I don't know yeah. if he would have done the stuff with the lighting because he was much more of a you know quicker film type guy yeah and this th- seems like a lot of care was taken yeah i, I think Clouseau with the with, with the, the the quiet scenes because that whole yeah. thing up the build up at the end up until she gets to the bath that entire thing is painfully quiet 
Mm-hmm. And that's the, that's the point. It's, it's you know it's just you, you hear this subtle little movement so that when someone you, you do hear a door opening, it feels like oh crap something's happening. Like it really yeah. feels it, and the whole thing is very tense. Uh, and it's tense because it's silent. That's a big thing that's going mm-hmm. on there. In fact, that's one of my big things that I always complain about with uh, modern horror movies is that they, they feel they need to be really noisy as much as humanly possible. Yeah. I, I was explaining that to a student today, quite quite loud, because he he jumped out and got me. And I was like, well, you didn't get me because you scared me. You got it because you were loud. And that's not the same thing. Yeah. He's like, oh, it, 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 no. It's, I was like, no, man. We're, we're going to talk later. All right? And we never it's talk, it's but, suspense yeah. versus surprise. Surprise isn't really yeah. scary. It's just it's no. the surprise. Well, I, I don't go through haunted houses just because I don't have the – I don't have the flight response. I only have the fight response. So when you jump out at me, my first instinct is to swing, Right? I don't want to do that watching a movie. I if if I'm watching a horror movie, I want to sit there and take it in. And you know, it's fine if there's a jump scare. You know, jump scares are fun. It gets the adrenaline pumping, but I would much rather have like a Halloween. There's not too many loud moments on Halloween, right? You're you're my de facto. Um, no, I mean there's some music stings, but they're nothing compared to what you get now. It's very yeah. Because just you making me jump doesn't mean I was scared. It just means yeah. I was surprised. Like you're saying, you know. And there isn't a single jump in this. It, it's, it's not a jumpy movie. It's a, nope. oh God, oh God, when's it going to happen? When's... And again, yeah. this, is a, this is a big thing with suspense is that the reason why it works is because we know part of what's going on. It's like, if you don't know anything, it's hard to get invested. But there's we... a sen- Yeah, there's a sense of dread. Yeah. Whereas, you know, like, the first half of the movie plays very much in the idea that we kind of know what the plan is, and it's just about can they actually pull this off? Can the nervous woman who's, like, clearly terrified and is having second doubts or second thoughts about it, like, can she pull it off? And then the second half is where the mystery comes in, and we have enough context and we have enough about her character that it it plays in that a little bit more. uh, Because that whole part part of the end, like, okay, is it him? Is he around? Is it him that's walking around? Like, is that what she's seeing? Or is it in her head at this point? Like, has she gone mad because of the distress and because right. she's got these heart problems and stuff? You know, you know, so you're really going through it, but uh, you care about what it is, and that's the important. Like, yeah. a lot of horror movies today will uh, just like, oh, because we made a loud noise, you care that it's scary. And it's like, no, I don't care. Like, making yeah. me care is important. Once I care, if right. I care about the character, you know. So, yeah, there's this old saying, at least when it comes to wrestling, that. People don't remember what you say. They remember how you made them feel. Or they don't remember what you did. They remember how you made, made you do it. And that, that really goes well with suspense. So yeah. if I can remember that feeling of dread, I'm going to remember that kind of terror as he's rising up out of, the, out of the bathtub more than if he had just jumped out and it was like a jump scare. Oh, yeah. Because you know, then it's just cheap and, and whatever. But, yeah, yeah definitely it's, it's how you make you feel. Yeah, sure. absolutely. That that is like one moment that you know. It's been a few years since I watched this since the first for the first time. Mm-hmm. That moment of him standing up in that bathtub has never left my head. That that is yeah. distinctly in there, and it's never going anywhere. And it is, and that's another thing. It's like the suspense works so well in that last like sequence of like you know sneaking around the corridors because we've been building this mystery for about an hour at this point. Like that that's how long we've been building this, so that mm-hmm. we really we do really care about what is the answer to this because we've, we've been with her on this journey and she's been growing more agitated and more scared by what's going on and all this stuff. So, uh, 
it's it's expertly done in that sense. I mean, clearly, I love the movie. Like, I uh, yeah. <laughs> um, Again, you, you've been trying to get me to watch. Well, not again. I was telling this to my wife. Basically, since I've known you and I've been asking recommendations, you've been this has been on top of the list. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if you're gonna win any week, I'm glad this is the week because there's some stuff that I'm afraid you're gonna unleash on me. <laughs> that, you know, but this one's definitely. I'm glad I finally got around to watching it. And if I can find the Criterion, I'll probably pick it up. I think because it is. To. Yeah, because I actually I got the wages of your first and I loved it, and then I got this because it was the same director, and then I loved this even more. That, that's how, like, mm-hmm. just just the, the caliber here. Um, yeah, I, I like, like I say, I think I think a lot of it works because a lot of the everything that pays off is set up. Nothing's just yeah. out of nowhere. Nothing just is. Yeah, like, nothing's cheap. Yeah. yeah, there's. It's all again. I. I complain that it's a little bit deliberately paced, but that's the reason you get to know the characters. You get to know Christina and realize that she is on the precipice like of her heart condition. Like Just one small thing will set her over. And, and she it, shouldn't be doing any of this. Yeah, and you wouldn't hate the husband as much to be okay with killing right. her if you didn't see the, the right. various instances in the first half hour where he, he treats her like absolute shit. And it happens several times uh, to the point of like, oh, this is how... Just how systematic he is with this behaviour. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, that's, I mean, even that feels too pleasant for him because it's not even systematic. It's just no. This is what he's like every single day. This is how he speaks yeah. to her, and uh, I think that's important. But I think even on a first viewing, though, once you get to that that her house, once you get to Nicole's house, it doesn't let up for the rest of the movie. Mm-hmm. You're just you're grabbed in, you're hooked in, and it does not leave yep. for the rest of. Well, that, and that's true too because up to that point, I was kind of like, all right, let's get the show on the road. When is something going to happen? And then boom, right as soon as you get to her house, that's when everything, and it becomes a suspense movie versus just like, again, yeah. a slice of life that's informing your, your, what was I going to say? It's informing your experience. And, and I think, movie. yeah, I think on a second watch, you'll actually not mm-hmm. feel that grind with the first half hour quite as much. I think Because yeah. you'll, you'll be looking for the character things, you'll be saying, okay, how is she playing yeah. or what, what's going mm-hmm. on here? And you'll maybe be noticing smaller things yeah. you didn't before. Oh, yeah. I don't mind a deliberately paced movie if there's a reason for it. If it's just like a slow plotting for the kind of the sake of it, then yeah, that's kind of bad filmmaking. It's it's, it's setting the tone because once it gets to the uh, gets to the sort of the, the attempted murder scene, that's yeah. a very slow paced scene with you know great suspense. And by having the slow pace already there, it feels natural in the story, as opposed to it being really quick and then all of a sudden slowing right down. Yeah. You you don't want whiplash. You don't want the audience to feel like no. they're they're on this no. back and forth kind of thing. Yeah. Pacing pacing has to be consistent to a point. Yeah, for sure. Don't want it rubber banding. I think that's I think that's important. <laughs> uh, so no, I think some of the best villains uh, in movie making, some of the best tension, some of the best mystery. Uh, no, and like I said, this floored me the first time I saw it, and you know it's it's not yeah. dropped since. I, I would tell people to go watch it. Wouldn't try to be unspoiled, but if they've made it this far, they've probably already seen it. Uh, yeah, you know? yeah. All they don't care about spoilers. In which case, I feel bad yeah. for you because this one is. Yeah. Th- this one keeps you on the edge of the seat, uh, mm-hmm. in, in a lot of ways. And like, like I say, the acting is important as well because you have the two women are very different. One is confident. One is like very. Uh, no, this is what we need to do. This is you know, and even the way they dress like tells you about this. You know, so, something as simple as yeah. costumes. And she's she's in sunglasses and like a sweater that's over her shoulders and like, kind of posh. Whereas, you know, Christina is more of a kind of homely, like quiet woman and like dresses yeah. 
like as you would expect her to she's, dress. Yeah, she's very plain, like and not in a bad way, but she's, you know, there, there's nothing much to her. Like she wears her hair in braids, you know, or it's not very stylish. Or you look at Nicole and she's she's dressed up even for her job as a teacher. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so you know, it's timid and confident, and it it, it yeah. it's playing with that the entire movie and how they both react to everything and. And when you do watch it a second time, you see how she is kind of manipulating her and controlling her and uh, dictating yeah. what she's doing and then dictating the reactions a little bit more in the second half. Uh, so I guess we'll get to ratings. So, Matt, what would you rate Diabolic out of 10? Or Diabolique? Oh, man. Uh, that's... I can't remember what I gave the last one we did to, to try to keep it. I can't remember either. Congress. I can't either. Might, uh, I'm going to give this an 8.5. Eight point five. Eight point five. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, I, I know what this is for me because uh, it's one of my yeah. my uh, small select group of movies that has garnered a ten. Oh, there you go. And I stand by it after another viewing. So, yeah. uh, yes, it's, it's there's a reason why I've I've heard of this and just haven't seen it, and why it it gets tossed around when you're talking about mm. great suspense movies. So. You know, sixty-two years old again. I think it earned that ten. Those... Had I known you were going with ten, I probably would have given it a little bit of a higher score. But you know, that's why I asked you first. I don't want you. I know. I, 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 I want know. an honest score. That's what I want from you. Yeah, I know. Yeah, eight and a half is probably fair. It would have been much higher. It would have been a nine, eight mm. and a half, nine ish. This is the thing with uh, picking movies we love. One of us is bound to give it a pretty high score. Um, so no so that has been this month's 121 Overload Um, I should tell you what's up for vote this month for next month's episode Uh, my pick for next month is Under the Skin which is the Scarlett Johansson alien sexual not psychological sort of (laughs) alien artistic thriller I'll call it she plays an alien who hitchhikes through Scotland uh, picking up men and well I'll just leave it. I'll, I'll, I won't spoil what she's doing to them, but um, mm-hmm. that's that's the plot of the, what, the movie I love. It's very art house, very kind of yeah. Kubrick esque, but with more oh. of an edge. And yeah, then you just hit. Anytime I hear Kubrick esque, it makes my skin crawl because there's only one Kubrick. So, as far as I'm concerned, and I'm not a big fan of his as it is. So I know that's probably heresy. That's heresy. Some film circles, but you know. Uh, and Matt's pick what, what's your pick Matt you tell them a little bit more fun we're gonna go with the Guy Ritchie gangster movie and probably his biggest not not in terms of like great but uh, rock and roller just a lot of fun it's a character ensemble uh, and I gotta make Pete watch something that's gritty but in like a fun way not gritty in like a David Lynchian way I don't know if I'd describe David Lynch as grey. No, there's like so like in Blue Velvet, the whole underground I would say that's pretty gritty. Like the uh, underbelly. You know. This is this is Guy Ritchie doing what Guy Ritchie does best. So Gerard Butler. I know he's near and dear to your heart. Uh, uh, <laughs> I wouldn't I wouldn't say that so much, but Yeah, so so you've got the option of a a challenging film that will make Matt think and possibly hurt, and then you've got and, a yeah. 
a fun British gangster movie that you're going to have to make Pete watch. Which, that's not his wheelhouse, guys. I don't know if you guys know this. He likes yeah, party. The, the question is, though, what, what, what will be more interesting of a conversation? Will it be yeah. the movie that is going to really hurt Matt oh. or the movie where I'm just kind of like, meh? You can bet all you want. I'm going to be very excited talking about just the names alone in Rock and Roller. I'm going to meh my way through it. Probably, unless it, unless it surprises yeah. me. Guys, it, it don't let do. me down. Don't let me it down. Do. I do not want to see Under the Skin. There's 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 two movies that I've said that I do not want to watch, and Pete has put them both on his list. You do realize that you're saying you don't want to watch it is the biggest vote for me ever. Like, that's the biggest... Like, Maybe. That's self-sabotage. <laughs> I feel like I didn't want to get involved. It was It's like when you're doing an experiment, you can't get involved too much because mm. you don't want to alter... You know, this one I definitely want to alter it into the thing that I want. So I will be campaigning hard for Rock and Roller. Oh, well, you heard patrons. Uh, patrons at $5 and up can vote on that. The vote is still up. You just click on the patrons voting tab at the side uh, on patreon.com slash TV, and you can uh, check out the current votes for this month. Um, and a bunch of other stuff. Uh, so that's us. Uh, like, subscribe, all that stuff. Get us on Twitter at mailed underscore fuzz for channel updates. If you want to support the channel, head over to patreon.com slash TV. You can do that over there. Uh, but otherwise, that is us. So, uh, so I, I actually didn't need to say that Patreon thing again. I just, I'm so used to saying it there at the end uh, with everything else, but I'd already mentioned it. It was pointless. I apologize. Yeah. I'm not trying to shove it down your throat. I'm just on autopilot. But there you go. That is, and that and is I us. didn't catch it because when Pete goes into his plugs, I tune out a little bit. So, yeah. I'm going to have to start sort of slipping insults into the middle of those. I'll hear that, though. Yeah. We'll see. That is us. So thanks for watching, Rock and Roller guys. GTFO, guys. Well, all right. We'll see you next time. Keep watching movies. Goodbye.